0: As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. You could imagine yourself saying something like that, couldn't you? We'll go shopping this afternoon. Next week we're going on holiday. I'm going to open a business and make my fortune. You say things like that all the time, but take a minute and think about the assumptions you're making. You're assuming that your life is going to carry on much as it has been that you have a good idea what tomorrow or next week will be like you're assuming that you're in control of your life and free to make decisions you're assuming that the choices you make decide the outcome of your plans that you'll succeed if you set your mind to it that you have what it takes to be successful you're assuming that having a good time and making money is what matters reasonable assumptions you have to plan You have to look ahead. You have to make those assumptions. But James has some things to remind you about. First, verse 14, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Now, most of us know that, but we never really think about it. James says you should. Second thing James says you should remember, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Your life is like a vapour, a mist, a cloud, like the steam coming out of the kettle. It disappears and it's gone without trace in no time at all. It's important to grasp that idea. It's a common theme in the Bible. Psalm 102 verse 3 My days are consumed like smoke. Or Psalm 39 verses 5 and 6, Indeed you have made my days as handbreads, and my ages as nothing before you. Certainly every man at his best state is but vapour. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. Or again Isaiah 40 verses 6 to 8, All flesh is grass. And all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. It's mentioned in other places too. Why is it so important that we get this? Because God wants us to think about our lives in the light of eternity. If we remember that life is short, it stops us from getting big ideas about ourselves and our own importance and what we can achieve in our lifetime. And it helps us to put up with hardships. However hard something is, it won't last long. It reminds us that now is not the time to rest. It keeps us focused on our priorities. We realise that our opportunities are limited. They pass quickly and they might not come back, so we'll take them when they come and make the best of them, and we won't put important things off. Keep it in mind, your life is like a vapour. The third thing James has for you to remember, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. God has plans for your future. The writer of Proverbs says, The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Every outcome depends on God's good pleasure. If you live or die, if you are successful, or if you are a monumental failure, if you achieve any good at all, no venture you can set out on will be any use unless it is God's will that it should be. You do not control the outcomes. God's will is what matters. And to think otherwise, James would have you know. And this is the fourth thing to remember. To leave God out of your planning is arrogant and evil. Verse 16, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So you don't know what will happen tomorrow. Your life is like a vapour. God controls the future. To leave God out when you make your plans is arrogant and evil. Now, why would James want you to remember those things? What difference will it make if you do? Here are some of my thoughts on that. Maybe you can add more. One, if you remember what James says here, you'll look to the future with a big degree of uncertainty. You'll realise that the things you take for granted might not happen. This time tomorrow, everything could look very different. You'll be ready for that. You'll not be so surprised by it. 2. If you remember what James says, you'll not be so easily derailed by tragedy. The tragedies will still be tragedies when they happen. They'll still hurt, but it won't be the end of everything because it will never be totally unexpected. Three, if you remember what James says, you'll not become so attached to stuff that you won't be able to let it go easily. Your home, your family, your job, all the things that you think give you security. If you get too attached to stuff like that, even though a lot of it is good stuff, it becomes a snare to you. It's good to remember there's nothing permanent about any of it. It's easier to let it go. Four, the things you look forward to with confidence will be eternal things, and that'll help to guard you against worldliness. Five, if you remember what James says, you'll be more likely to look for your security in God. It won't be depending on the people and the things around you that makes you feel safe you'll realize that they're not dependable and your confidence will be in God. 6. If you remember what James says, you'll always be keeping an eye to the will of God. Whenever you look to the future, you'll try to discern what God's will is so that you can fit in with it. And that means that what pleases God will be taken into account in every decision you have to make and everything you do, which is how it should be. And seven, if you remember what James says, you'll live as though each day is your last. You'll live with a sense of urgency. Some of us have an attitude that says, there's plenty of time to do God's work. There's plenty of time to repent. Let me get my qualification. Let me get my family up. Let me get my house paid for. If you realize that life is like a vapor, you won't think like that. So how do you make plans then? James isn't saying don't make plans, but neither is he saying make your plans and then tack God on at the end with a prayer and a DV. Make your plans. Plan with tentativeness, with the knowledge that what you're planning may never happen. Keep an eye to God's will. Study his word to see what God has to say on the matter. Obey it. Let it guide you and pray for God's help on that and get a sense of urgency about you. And when you have made your plans, keep praying. Keep that sense of urgency. Plan with humility. That's what this is all about. This whole section in James' letter is about pride and its dangers and about the meekness of wisdom. And if you want to plan wisely... You must plan with that kind of humility that always gives place to God and remembers that your job is to fit in with his plans. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. Are there things? Is there something God is calling you to do? Big thing? Small thing? but it's going to interfere with your plans, disrupt the security of your world, force you out of your comfort zone, expose you to uncertainty, or expose your family to uncertainty. Strike out with God, because in reality, you'll be just as safe anyway. You might think that where you are now is more secure, but you don't know what will happen tomorrow. Your life is like a vapour, god has control of your future remember to leave god out when you make your plans is evil arrogance and remember too to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin